Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We've talked a bit in the past about what AI is, artificial intelligence, and why people fear it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned. Uh, but we haven't really discussed how people can work with AI so it works in our favor. We we did cover this topic in a recent magazine. So for the families listening that haven't yet signed up, we have an amazing monthly magazine. Brittany is a contributor to mm-hmm. that magazine. Go to TuttleTwins.com slash magazine. And that's where we're publishing a lot of like timely and relevant topics um, to talk about things from a Tuttle Twins perspective and keep educating your kiddos. The... How I look at AI, Brittany, is I think it's a tool. It's a technological tool. And I, I think any tool can be used for good or for bad. I mean, like a match, right? You can or a gun. Yeah. You, you, or a gun, right? Mm-hmm. I can use a match to light a fire to keep me warm. I can also burn someone's house down. Uh, you know, a gun. I can defend myself. I can also attack someone. The the tool itself uh, is not a problem. Now, now guns in the hands of dictators and oppressive governments creates mass murder and horrible things right but for a single mom living at home with a couple kids that gun is her ability to defend you know herself and her kiddos from a potential intruder Uh, so so we don't want to ban the tools because the tools can be used for good things and just because the the tools are used for bad things doesn't mean that we should ban people from using them for good reasons I think of, you know, this is kind of a controversial topic, but I think this way about drugs because drugs can be horribly abused and people can do horrible things with them, but those same drugs can actually be very helpful to other people medically. And yet we, in our system of government for decades have just said, oh, we're going to ban them all, you know, and put you in jail if you use them. And so we're, we're depriving law abiding, peaceful people from using things that can help them, their tools. So artificial intelligence. Now, Brittany, we've talked a little bit about this. Tell me your experience so far with ChatGPT. Well, and it's it's funny because I feel like I'm in the middle now because I know Ronnie is scared of it more than I am and you love it and I like go back and forth. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't played with it in a while and it's I keep thinking like, oh, I could use that. I could use this for an outline. I could use this. I just don't. And I think that's mainly because I've been writing so long. I have like my own process in place. Right that does not yet include chat GPT. And I think there is, there is a part of me that is a little bit scared of, of what that's going to do for writing, especially the writing I do. Cause I do a lot of like blogs and things like that. And so right. that's, that's something that I do worry about. But one thing is that I've used it for, I, I write a lot of legal things uh, like constitutional law things. And I was surprised at principles that didn't know because when you set a precedent in in law that's like a new something new that is set it didn't know like new principles that were set because it hmm. couldn't so it couldn't pull from anything on the internet because it wasn't around yet and so it gave me very wrong information um which made me happy <laughs> because i was like okay maybe it's not gonna <laughs> come for me security. yeah exactly so it's i'm not sure how to incorporate it but that's kind of why i wanted to start this conversation is is you know how can we learn to work with it because i don't think it's going anywhere it's not going anywhere and it's only going to keep getting uh, better. So what I'd like to do is just share a few examples of how I've been using uh, AI in recent weeks to help me, 
just to help brainstorm and uh, not that what I do is comprehensive or, you know, there's lots of other uh, ways that people do stuff. I'll, in fact, I'm going to start with a crazy I uh, idea I saw. It wasn't just an idea, something somebody actually did uh, that I saw on social media that I thought was fascinating. And uh, and so ChatGPT is the uh, the more popular AI uh, that's come out. There are other little models and tools, but uh, ChatGPT is the big one. And there was this guy who uh, runs a company in India uh, creating software apps like for your phone. And so companies hire his company to create an app for their company based on whatever they need. And so he used AI to, to have this multi-step process. See if you can follow along. Step number one, he told AI to create a list of the like top thousand companies in the world. Uh, in terms of you know how big they are or whatever. So he says, AI, give me this list. And then AI created the list. And then he said, okay, for each of those lists, I want you to go to their website and I want you to scan their entire website or maybe just the homepage. And I want you to understand what it is they do. So then AI went and did that. Let's say it went to, uh, um, gosh, I don't know, Barnes and Noble, right? And so it goes to Barnes and Noble and it reads the whole website and, and then AI says, okay, I, I now know what this company does. So then this, this developer, this guy in India said, okay, now that you have a list of companies and you know what each of them do, I want you to think up a creative idea for an app that we could create for this company that would help them in what they're trying to do. So if Barnes and Noble is is trying to sell books, maybe they already, you know, they already have an app for, you know, buying books, but maybe they could have a totally separate app that would uh, show you like tracking updates on your order or a social network for book lovers or, you know, book reviews, whatever, right? So AI for each of these companies came up with an idea for an app based on what it learned from their website. And then he went out to, I think, like LinkedIn and he said, OK, I want you to you know, do this search and I want you to find uh, like a couple people in corporate like who work there. And then I want you to go. Then he plugged it into Gmail. So he said, I want you to send them an email and then I want you to write them an email. And all of this was automated. He automated the entire thing with, with AI and some code that he wrote. Uh, so then he said, I want you to write an email to these individuals. And you create the subject line and you create the, the body of the email. And I want you to pitch these people uh, on creating an app. So then AI wrote the whole email, you know, oh, hey, uh, you know, Chris, um, I'm a big fan of Barnes and Noble. And I know you guys have an app already, but um, I had this idea for another app that I think would be a huge hit for your company. And, and so here's what I had in mind. And it would do this and it would that. And this is actually our expertise I'd love to talk to you about creating this app if, if you'd be interested. And then it sent the email and it did that thousands of times, customizing for each company <laughs> this, this pitch. And he got some replies. I mean, not everybody replied, of course, but he got a bunch who were like, hey, that's actually kind of interesting. I'd love to talk to you about that. And so then he was able to get business leads. This is what they're called leads, right? When you have potential clients, he was able to get leads from this kind of custom approach. I thought that was super creative uh, to uh, to do that. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's a bigger idea than stuff that I've done. I'm, I'm just going to share a few examples. Um, a few weeks ago, I was in Boston and uh, I was walking around all the historical sites and 
I was standing in front of this building called Fanul Hall. And it was along what's called the Freedom Trail. It was one of the historical sites. And I was like, hey, I'm curious, you know, what this is about. So I opened up, I have an iPhone. And so ChatGPT, or uh, they now have a custom app. And so you can just even, without even typing, you can just speak uh, into the app and it will transcribe for you. So I, I said, hey, I'm in, I'm in Boston in front of Fanul Hall. I would like to understand some of the key things that happened during the early American Revolution at this location. And so I submitted it, and a second and a half later, I got my answer. Simplified bullet point formats saying, this happened here, this happened here. And I did that a bunch of times throughout Boston to get specific insights on these locations that I was at so that while I was there, it was way more meaningful. I was like, oh, wow, hey, that's cool. I'm glad I stopped here. Maybe I'm going to go inside and read some of their displays or you know, figure things out. And so you could Google that, right? But like the real-time response, and there's no ads, there's no fluff on the page. Oftentimes when you Google things, you're having to click multiple pages to find your answer, and they've got a bunch of other clutter on the page. This was almost like having a conversation with someone who knew the exact answer I was looking for. So that's that's just one example. It really enhanced my my trip and gave me a lot of uh, interesting insights. Uh, number two, I um, I recently wrote a book uh, with Corey DeAngelis called Mediocrity, uh, 40 Ways That Government Schools Are Failing Today's Students. And when I got about 80 or 85% done with the book, um, I started using ChatGPT. And I would say, okay, I'm writing this chapter. Here's what it's about. Here's a couple past chapters I've written so you can kind of learn my tone and style and all of that. So here's some sample content. I just copied and pasted it right in. And I said, I now want to write a chapter. Let's say it was about teachers unions and um, and why they're a problem. So this is the angle that I'd like to take. These are my beliefs. I think teachers unions are awful and corrupt and they're more about you know protecting the political power of the union rather than helping kids. And so I said, I would like you to give me uh, five creative angles on what I could talk about or, you know, how I could make my point. And it gave me a list. And yeah, a couple of them were garbage, you know, but, but a couple of them were really good. And so I use, this is where I use ChatGPT the most is for ideation, uh, which is a fancy way of just saying brainstorming or generating ideas. So because I've, I've had ChatGPT or other AI tools produce content like blog posts. Brittany, you were mentioning you write blog posts. Yep. I've, I've had it write articles and blog posts. And it sounds like a high school scene. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it sounds like someone who's really trying to give the impression that they know what they're talking about. Uh, but it's not really focused. It's not really like, but I think it's going to get better. At least for right now, it's, it's not the greatest of quality. And so I would, I would use it as just a brainstorming buddy as I was writing. Hey. Because I, I can sit down and I can write a book or an essay or an article or a blog post, and I can sit there and think, okay, how do I want to start this? What's a story that I can share? What are some key points that I can make, right? And so I can do that thinking, and, and we all do that. You do it in your writing. We Humans have done it forever. But what if I could accelerate that process and, and ideate a little bit more quickly or just be prompted? Like, hey, what about this? Oh, great idea. I'm going to take that and run with it. You know, go type it up. And so I, I lean on ChatGPT heavily now for brainstorming and I'll, I'll feed it the context. I'll just say, here's what I'm working on. Here's the, you know, the argument I'm trying to make. And, and sometimes it'll tell me things I've already done or included. I'm like, yeah, okay, obvious, you know, uh, 
but but there will be hidden gems right where it'll be like oh what about this oh hey i hadn't immediately thought of that that's going to mm -hmm. enhance what i'm writing and make it better and i'll go right because I don't trust, you know, I'm not going to copy and paste from chat GPT. It's not the greatest quality. I'll do the writing. But honestly, the writing is the fastest part. Because once you know what you're yeah. writing about, then you can just crank, you know, and, that's and a good point. pump that stuff out. So that's another example uh, that I've been using it in. Um, you know, the other night we're watching a, a movie with the kids. I don't even remember what the term was, but some word came up and they're like, you know, what does that mean? And I just asked chat GPT and it immediately told me, you know, I really like that there's not a lot of clutter as I was saying with the Boston example. So I can just, you know, get exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, social media, you know, I try and post a lot on social media just to like share my ideas and my perspective and things like that. Um, I use chat GPT again for brainstorming. I'll just say like, I've, I've even asked it before. Uh, I think last week I tried a prompt that said, give me 10 provocative tweets from the perspective of Connor Boyack <laughs> that are hot takes uh, to write on Twitter. Basically just what's provocative, controversial stuff to like get people chatting, right? And I think I only used, and, and by used, I, I still reworded it, massaged it, but there, were, there was one where I'm like, hey, that one's pretty good. And so I ran with it. But the other ones, there were three or four where I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't talked about that issue in a while. And uh, you know, let me, um, and so when I just stare at the screen, I'm like, uh, what, what should I write about today? You know, or what should I post about? Uh, but but I can skip past that that writer's block and just immediately go to uh, brainstorming. I'll, I uh, I run a nonprofit, Libertas Institute, and uh, nonprofits have boards of directors, so people who are kind of in charge, um, and they can fire me if they wanted to. They're the real kind of governing body of a nonprofit. Well, recently uh, we were going to have a board retreat where the five of us were just going to go to a cabin for a couple of days and connect and talk and brainstorm. And so I had I told ChatGPT, here's my organization, here's what we're doing, here's the goals, here's uh, what this retreat is for. Write me a sample agenda. And it wrote the whole agenda. Spend an hour doing this, then have a you know break for lunch. That's cool. Do I this like that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's really cool. Um, I've had it write me outlines. Like we're creating a curriculum right now, so I said, here's a lot of like uh, the perspective for this curriculum, and it it kind of broke it into like a framework or an outline that I thought was super helpful. Um, I was just the other day I was uh, doing something in a Google Sheet a spreadsheet like Excel, and and I had this big spreadsheet and I needed to like uh, manipulate the data a little bit. And I didn't know how, but I knew that uh, if I used some code, like programming code, it would work really well. I just didn't know quite how to do it. So I went over to ChatGPT. I said, hey, I've got a Google sheet. Here are the, here are the columns of the data. Uh, here's what I'm trying to do with it. I want to write a script that will do this. Tell me what to do. And it gave me the whole script. And then it told me how to install the script and how to run it. And, and you know, there was a bit of back and forth because there was an error that happened. So I then went to chat GPT. Hey, I got this error. It's like, oh, here's some updated code that will fix the error. And, and so it was a bit of back and forth. But if you're into programming or coding, uh, you know, it's super helpful. Um, okay, final example before we wrap. Uh, this isn't my example. This is from Saul Khan, who's the creator of Khan Academy. Oh, yeah. He has a TED Talk that he recently did. Uh, fantastic TED Talk. You can go Google it. Uh, he did this quite recently. And he was talking about AI. And he says, look, so many people are concerned in education. 
they're concerned about AI because kids are just going to not plagiarize, I guess, but whatever the new word is for it, right? They're just going to generate content from, from AI and call it their own. And so a lot of teachers and administrators are all freaking out and, you know, oh, this is going to be crazy. But Khan, he's like, look, this, like, like we were saying at the beginning, this is a tool that can actually be really helpful because if you look throughout history at the kids who have done the best in, in their career, in their academics, it's the kids who had a private tutor. It was the wealthy elite hmm. who could afford a private tutor for their children so that their children were getting one-on-one -on -one attention to accelerate their learning rather than batching them together in a class with 30 other kids. And so he said what they're trying to do at Khan Academy is they've created an AI called Conmigo, which is a play on conmigo. In Spanish, it means with me. Uh, but they, they instead of conmigo, they have conmigo, K-H-A-N, which is Sal Khan's last name. So that's the name of their little AI. And instead of it just giving you a ton of content saying, here's an essay that you can go submit to your teacher. Instead, it's very interactive. It'll say, uh, hey, what do we need to write about? Oh, we're writing about the Articles of Confederation. Great. Who's the audience? Well, I think, you know, so it's a chat bot. Oh, this, you know, I'm writing it to, can, you know, for fifth graders to teach them about the Articles of Confederation. Great. The AI will say, how about you write the first two sentences and then I'll write the third. And then huh. so the student writes the two sentences and then the bot will be like, okay, cool. Before I give you the next sentence, hey, what do you think about tweaking this in your first sentence to make it a little bit more powerful? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. You know, you make those changes. Okay, before I do the third sentence, do you have any ideas about, you know, well, what if you said this? Okay, you know, so it's much more of this collaborative process where you're learning as you go and the interaction is making you do more of it yourself but it's it's this kind of interactive thing so i think ai is uh, gonna empower dictators in horrible ways i think there's gonna be some horrible things that happen with ai uh, but there's a lot of good that can happen with it too and i'm actually optimistic about so many good things that can happen with uh this new technology just even like that for individual learning and being able to accelerate people's progress so uh, like you, Brittany, I think many others kind of waffle back and forth. Oh, is this good or is it bad? And it's very new still. It's early days. People aren't quite yet catching the vision of the good things that can happen. They're just thinking of Skynet and the Terminator movies <laughs> and, you know, or the Matrix or something. So uh, I think this will improve over time. But for now, uh, they're fun tools to play with. Hopefully these ideas have given you guys uh, some uh, ideas of your own to brainstorm and ways that you can try and find positive use cases for AI. Brittany, thanks for chatting. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.